Father, tonight, we have a receptive heart and our ears are open to hear what your spirit would say to us. And we'll not just be a hearer of this word, but a doer. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, the bucket's passed. Go ahead and get your Bible out. Get your notepad out. And get ready. We're going to talk about something really, really important tonight. This is the most important thing, most important sermon that I've ever preached on a Wednesday night tonight. It's the most important thing. I think Sunday morning will probably be like that too. Probably anytime we open up the word, if we preach the word, it's going to be great. We're talking in the series, and I, and I want to say this, the series is divine healing. And we've talked about some things, principles, how God has made provision for you physically. That Jesus himself bore your sickness and carried your pain almost 2,000 years ago on a cross. And we've been talking a lot about that. The Lord's, for the first time, I'm teaching on the same thing on Sundays and on Wednesdays. And uh, I think we're about ready to make a change on Wednesday. But, you know, as we've talked about these things, um, it's really amazing. Last week, we really got into how important it is to trust the Lord. And, you know, I would encourage you even to go online because I've taught series on that before. And uh, there's different things. But I wanted to make sure... Because tonight, I want to talk about literally how to maintain, how to guard your heart, how to maintain your heart, how to guard your thoughts, how to maintain your thought life. We're gonna, this is so important because everything that would ever steal, kill, and destroy in your life starts with the wrong thought. Everything that God brings into your life it, it literally comes from his words as God opens his words, as the Holy Spirit opens his word on the inside of you, his thoughts come to us and this is how we walk in Zoe life. So it's so important that we guard and maintain our thought life. And the Bible says a lot about it. So I wanted to mention that, that this is part of the Divine Healing series because if you go back and listen to this message, which you're going to want to, and take notes, because it'll help you. It's not going to be a separate message that you can't find. You'll, you'll find it. So praise God. You guys ready? First of all, we got to define thoughts. What is a thought? Thoughts are not physical, and thoughts are not material. Okay? We've created a category for thoughts and we call that category mental. We've created that category. God's never created that category. God doesn't call his thoughts mental. Okay? He doesn't have that category. In Romans 8, 6, it says, for to be carnally or fleshly minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Two categories, carnal and spiritual. Thoughts fall into two categories. They're either carnal, fleshly, or they're spiritual. Okay? We have to understand that. So let's look at this. 
Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. Let's jump back there because you have to understand the Hebrew word. Really, when you understand the definition of the Hebrew word that is translated thought, it literally will tell you how everything works. If you don't understand that, you're going to have a limited knowledge, okay? And so let's look at this. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 says this. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Every imagination, what formed the imagination that was only evil? Every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Thoughts, they form and they mold your imagination. And, and Satan knows this. And this is why he, the battlefield, of, is your mind. And, and, and there are principalities, the satanic hierarchy, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this, of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, demon powers that are assigned against us in this earth. And how, what, how they come against us is they throw thoughts. See, they're stripped of all power. Oh, when the spirit of fear comes in your life, it'll fire up your emotions a little bit, but that doesn't mean you're in fear. And that's why Paul told Timothy, listen, I've not given you a spirit of fear. I've given you a spirit that is full of power, that is full of love, right? Didn't, didn't when you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes and makes residency in your spirit? And what does he do? First thing he does is he sheds the love of God abroad in your heart. So my heart, my spirit man, is full of power. Dunamis power. The very Holy Spirit of God dwells in me. Full of love. And that causes me to be full of soundness of mind. I'm telling you, as you get older on the earth, don't catch yourself because every person who's aging and gets to a certain age, when, when they forget something, what's the first thing that they say? Oh, I'm getting older. Boy, don't say that. Your mind is not to get duller as you age, it's to get sharper. And then you believe God because your mind is not your brain. Your mind functions through your brain, so you believe God. God has provided healing, so you believe God that my brain is going to work perfectly my whole life. Then you walk around and went, because why does a person say, oh, I'm getting older, and then, then all of a sudden these thoughts start coming. Gosh, I, you know, I know so-and-so, I know this person's husband, this person's wife, you know, they've lost their mind or whatever. Don't buy into that. Soundness of mind is yours. We believe God. We stand. Because that thought, it's carnal, and it didn't come from you. 
It came from some demonic power who's trying to get you to take a thought. And Jesus said this all the time. Take no thought saying. How you take a thought is when you speak it. Okay? So we've got to be very careful. We have to guard and maintain our thought life. So important. Everything starts with a wrong thought. Everything does. And it'll grow. See what happens if you start taking these thoughts. I take a thought. How do I take it? I speak it. You look at this situation. My situation's not getting better. This is getting worse. This is not going to work out. And pretty soon, thoughts will keep coming to get you to keep saying this because thoughts, they mold and they shape and these demonic powers are trying to get you with your words to form an imagination in your mind. That's what they're doing. If you think something long enough, you will start speaking it and then an imagination, it's like a movie going off in your mind. It might tell you that you're stupid. It might start when you're a little kid. Your parents are like, stop that, that's stupid. Pretty soon, that little kid is 16 or 20 or 25, and they, and they, they maybe have failed at a couple things, and all of a sudden, they, they have this subconscious movie playing in their subconscious mind that they're stupid or that they're worthless or that they're damaged. They go through something in life, and I'm damaged goods. Lie. Jesus has no damaged goods. We were all damaged. All of us were damaged. Completely damaged. Spiritually dead. Separated from God. Do you know what Paul in the epistles calls this earth? He literally calls it, the Greek language is, it's a satanic slave market. People go from one bondage to another to another. Where does it start? In their mind. For me, that major lie was worthlessness. And out of that worthlessness, I didn't realize it, but literally, when the Lord showed me this, I would walk around in high school and out of high school, and I would be saying this. I, I, I mean, starting to do ministry and teaching and things, still saying this all the time, didn't even know it. world would be a better place if I was never born. Where did that come from? It came from a thought that I took that was planted in me when I was like four years old. But then it grew into an imagination, and then what happens when there's this movie playing, see, Satan knows All behavior flows out of your imagination. That's why God wants you to think his thoughts. So that your imagination is not a vain imagination. It's not something where you're seeing yourself living your life different than what God says. He wants you to see yourself Walking holy before him. Walking in the love of God. Walking by the strength of God. Walking in the peace and rest of God. Knowing who you are in Christ. Knowing your identity. Knowing your value. The real value. 
Oh, the world will tell people you're not worth anything. That's a lie. God says you're priceless. He calls you the precious fruit of the earth. Right? So what happens when a person gets a wrong imagination going, it's this movie, I'm not enough. I could, a movie of I'll never have more, I'll never have enough. Poverty and lack will eat your lunch until you deal with them, right? I'll never be well. I'm all, I'm, you know, I'm always, I've always remembered I'm sick. I go from one thing to another. How many more medications? All this stuff. I, and all of a sudden you see, you see yourself not, you just see yourself sick all the time. See, then what happens is the enemy will perpetuate this. You get into some kind of addiction, alcohol, drugs, pornography. Those are three major ones. And what happens is it all starts with a thought. And then it grows into an imagination where the person, they just don't ever see themselves free. And then what happens is Satan will bring all the wrong people and circumstances into your life to keep causing you to fail at the same behavior. Because see, if, it's, if, if the movie on the inside's playing, you're gonna be, your behavior is going to walk out the movie. And then what he'll do is, is that's not enough. He gets you to keep walking it out because he causes the circumstances so that you build a prison. We call it a stronghold in your mind, and all of a sudden you're taken captive. But God has a way out of all of it. But we must understand everything started with a thought. I don't care. A person could be at the lowest of their life, could be a full-blown drug addict, alcoholic, prostitute, life is over, whatever it is, criminal, killer, assassin, all this stuff, it all started with wrong thoughts. And if they will start thinking God's thoughts, they will start believing them, and a person can go from the worst of the worst that the world could ever see to whole, complete whole, to where now all of the junk has been pulled out. Your mind has been renovated. Listen, all of the psychology in the world, all of the counseling in the world, see, counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, all this stuff, they can, if it's the right one and they're filled with the word, they can help a person. But they don't take the place of God because only God's word has the ability as it is implanted in your spirit. James tells us it's able to bring salvation and wholeness to your mind. Your mind is the control center. When God delivers a person, you've heard me say this, listen, when God heals, he takes away the scar. Why does he take? Because there isn't one. The, it, see, when you renovate your mind, that's what, which is what Romans tells us to do, it's not renovation like we leave the old cabinets. Have you ever seen that? And you could buy a new overlay. 
That's not what that Greek word is. No, it's the word, it's the word renew. It means it, the word of God will go in and rip out all the old thought process, all the old strongholds, all the old oppressive thoughts, the lies of the enemy, rips them completely out and replaces them with words from God which are full of life and power. So can we all do one thing and give ourselves a big break? Forget about changing yourself. I mean, at best, you could maybe change some behaviors. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about transformation so that you get whole the, or the whole person that you are on the inside all of a sudden now you're whole in your mind and now the whole world sees your wholeness and all of a sudden this woman who was raped multiple times and sexually abused is now a born-again spirit-filled believer and God has taken away the scar and oh, she might have a mental remembrance that that happened to her, but she can't even feel what she felt. This is what I'm talking about. The drug addict that was about to die. I mean, I still remember. Man, how old was I? I think 20, maybe 21 years old. I used to work in a factory, and I'd, go, I'd leave for work at 10.30 at night. I had to be there at 11. And uh, man, what a job, you know? I grew so much spiritually because I learned every little different machine, and, and so I drilled holes in these cones that were the heads of drill bits. Well, once you spent four hours setting the thing up, I'd put a part in there, 20 minutes, and it would drill the hole for them to put the diamond things in and all this stuff. And so my foreman wouldn't let me read the Bible. He goes, I can't let you read the Bible. He goes, you're not supposed to read or do anything else. But he goes, your production's more than anybody else. And he goes, so... He goes, can you just take video copies? Or can you just take Xerox copies of different? So man, Brother Hagen books, all this stuff. I had them on a clipboard, and I'd stand there with my clipboard looking really like I'm working. I'm just, I'm looking like this, and they think I'm watching the machine. I'm, I'm reading, right? Which was really crazy, because a few years earlier, if you would have said reading, I'd be like, what, what do you mean? Why would I want to do that? I got to go play basketball, right? So, so literally, I'm working in this factory, Drill in the same hole, and, and what's happening to me is I'm reading the Word and reading the Word and reading the Word. It's, it's affecting me. Now, I'm probably a harder case than most of you, but God eventually got all of it over to me to where now, as I stand before you right now, I feel completely free, and I laugh about that because I know, you know, there's still things in my mind that are there, but I know what to do with them. I'll be thinking, man, I'm really doing good. And then the Lord, you know, he'll do this. He'll go, hey, Tony, have you ever thought about that? And you just, your flesh goes, oh, ooh, yeah, pride. You know, whatever. But, but I've learned, what do I do with that? Here, Lord, here's another area. I know I can't change, but I know you can we're not talking about change. You can transform so that, see, what does the Holy Spirit do in your life as a believer? Here's a whole series on it in one statement. He pulls out on the outside 
who you are in Christ on the inside. That's transformation. This is why it says over and over. Boy, I have so many notes that are so good. It says over and over in the Bible, behold, I make all things new. Right? Everything God creates propitiates. Everything increases. Everything. My spirit man is renewed day by day. His mercies are new to me every morning. So this is why we talk about this. The imagination of the thoughts of his heart were evil continually. Thoughts. In this phrase, it's the Hebrew word yester. It means a forming and a shaping and a molding. That's what thoughts do. Thoughts, see, you've heard me do, or you've seen me do this how many times, right? So thoughts are containers, right? Now, I've been doing this for a long time. I wish I could have graduated from this, but we're still in this class. Because where we're at in history, it's going to be of utmost importance that you know words are containers and they contain thoughts. So the water would be the thought. And the thought can mold you. The thought can shape you. Right? The, the thought is trying to form you. Satan, as a roaring lion, see, is running around the earth seeking whom he may devour. He's throwing thoughts, seeing who will take them. Because his words contain thoughts that are designed to steal and kill and destroy. So literally... Taking a thought and saying, I'm stupid. Or let me get really real. Listen, you, Jeanette, you need to start doing this. Is that a thought from God? It can't be. Because I am commanded by God to work out my own salvation, not my wife's. But if she takes those thoughts it could cause bitterness, right? See, taking thoughts from Satan would be like drinking poison. It's like drinking poison. Have you ever, have you ever really, all of a sudden you think you're doing pretty good, you're going through something, and you finally have a moment where you kind of feel pretty good. And then you go to church and you're like, man, I've had a great day, I'm gonna go to Faith Family Church tonight, and I am going to really just go to a whole new level. And then here's some believer that says something to you that just rubs you the wrong way. Right? Here's, you know, oh, Jeanette, it's so good to see you. Are, is something wrong? <laughs> you, you look tired. Or are you upset about something? Idiot believer. Well, I'm just trying to minister. But there's no way because those words are containing something 
that is trying to form, mold, and shape to steal and kill and destroy. Right? So this is not only about how to think right. It's about how to be slow, quick to hear and slow to speak. It's, see, when you realize how important words are, why do I, man, I try to always just stay in the word because you're on safe ground there. You know, as a pastor, this office comes with influence. And boy, I don't ever want to influence somebody in a way that, that takes them down a wrong path. Have you ever met somebody that a pastor said something to and 20 years later, they're just a mess? In Genesis 2-7, it uses the same word, and I know I'm really going slow, but man, can you feel even the weight of this? Don't drink Satan's poison. Don't believe his words. Don't put up with his thoughts. Amen? If anything is contrary to this word, I'm not receiving it. Right? Genesis 2-7, and the Lord God formed, same word where it talks about here, the imagination of the thoughts of the heart. Same word, it's the word yester. Formed, shaped, or molded the man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath or spirit of life, and man became a living soul. So where was man before God formed shaped and molded him out of dust. Man was in the mind of God. Right? The forming of man in the earth came as a result of man already being formed in the mind of God. Does that make sense? If you understand this, you will begin to understand how you are made. Your future as a Christian, you've heard me say this, is not in front of you, it's within you. And as God plants the seed of the word of God in your heart, in the soil of your heart, your heart will grow things and revelation of his word comes. His word is the seed and it'll grow healing. It'll grow provision. It'll grow everything you ever need. It'll literally grow a spouse It'll grow your ministry, career. It grows everything. We have to know this. Not some thoughts, but every thought is endeavoring to form or shape something. Every thought. This is why the Bible says you give no place to the devil. I mean, think of your life. Okay, God, I'm all in, but you hold one thing back. And that one thing always tends to just pull you right back. Right? What's a big one that does that? Here it is. The shame of sin. You'll walk around. Man, I remember walking around. I remember when the Lord told me this like it was yesterday. Shame on you, Tony, for doing this. Shame on you. And the Lord said, why don't you tell him that shame was put on Jesus and you were made his righteousness. So that, I, I still say that today. 
If I ever start to feel bad, I'm like, nope, Satan's shame's not on me. It was put on Jesus, and he made me his righteousness. So excuse me for a moment. Father, I thank you that I'm free from guilt, condemnation, or shame, because that will keep you from being pulled back into the junk. Why? Because you're not taking the thoughts. They're not able to form and shape you. You're taking God's thoughts that are forming and shaping you into Zoe life. Right? Hallelujah. A thought is something that shapes and forms. It is a spiritual force. A thought is a spiritual force that can shape something out of the spirit realm into the natural realm. Okay? So we got to be very careful. We See, Jesus said this, be careful what you hear, be careful who you hear, and be careful how you hear. It's so important. This is why if you want to walk in the faith of God, you want to surround your closest circle of people with people who are walking in the faith of God. If you want to walk in the strength of God, if you want to walk in the provision of God, walk around other people that are walking that way. Right? Some people are like, I'm so frustrated, and this is why a Christian gets frustrated, because God has got this level of career in their life, probably a business, who knows what it is, and they're, they're, they're down here right now, and God wants to move them gradually into this, but in order to do it, they have to have revelation knowledge of his word, right? So, but they're embracing wrong thoughts they're speaking wrong things so now we've got inner turmoil because their very words are literally putting them in the bondage even though in their heart they're, they're they know, they don't know what it is but they know there's something better for them they just see no way to get to it how do you get to it you literally you literally meditate in the word day and night and you get around those that meditate in the word day and night now, as a New Testament believer, we pray in the Spirit. We pray in that own unknown tongue. We're, we're praying out the perfect will of God. And now the meditating in the Word of God will move us from being a hearer to being a doer because we'll start seeing it. All of a sudden, God will start showing you on the inside, man, there's something here. There's something else here. And then God will bring it all together. The how is not our deal. That's his deal, right? So, a spiritual force, a thought, is a spiritual force that can shape something out of the spirit realm into the natural realm. Example, a potter. The vase exists in the potter's what? In his mind or within, his, within the potter before you'll ever see it outward. The artist that painting, that sculpture, it existed inside before you saw it outside. It's the way everything works. God's thoughts are revealed all through his whole creation. It's amazing. God would commune with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day 
what would he do? He would speak words to them that was sharing his thoughts with them. And, and that was to mold them. He was literally teaching them so that Adam, the God, small g, of this world was to make this world like heaven. Right? That was the plan. And so God would walk with him and he would communicate. He would speak to him. Why? Because God's words are full of life and full of power. Could you imagine some of the stuff he was talking to Adam about? Because I got to tell him, tell you, when he said replenish this garden, bring life back to something that was already alive, he wanted the Garden of Eden to cover the whole earth. And guess what? He wasn't having Adam go get a hoe or a shovel. No, he's like, I'm going I'm to teach you how to do what I do. Believe and speak, right? So let's keep going with this. Satan spoke to Adam and Eve words that contained his lying and deceiving thoughts, and these thoughts shaped, molded, and formed Adam and Eve into the originator of the thought. Did you hear that? Satan's lying and deceiving thoughts will mold and shape and form you and I so we think we're the originator of the thought. In other words, if you don't get anything else tonight, here is the principle. Who's, whoever's thoughts you receive, you become like. When, when, they, when they ended up eating that fruit and violating the word of God, they died spiritually and took on the very nature of spiritual death, which is Satan himself. And we're still dealing with that in the world today. World today. But what does he do to a Christian? See, a Christian who's brand new on the inside, they'll never grow if they embrace these carnal thoughts. It'll mold and shape their life so he's constantly stealing, killing, and destroying, and their life will look like a mess, and they will never know who they are, and they'll never walk in the blessing of God that God's already given them. So this is why this is so important. Every thought is endeavoring to form shape and mold something so thoughts from the enemy are evil they're destructive they bring death they bring failure they bring sickness poverty right they destroy relationships they 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 do all i mean as a parent with little kids man the pressure that you will be under as a parent to just lose your temper and speak death over your kids. How, have you ever been there? You know, after, after the baby's cried for 18 hours? Wow, right? We have to be careful. This is why we are strong in the Lord. Thoughts from God, they literally bring life. They bring holiness. They bring prosperity. They bring deliverance. They bring freedom. They bring peace. So, Teresa and Carissa, they went down and got me some Play-Doh today. 
So thank you. And, and I'm really impressed by what you got. That's so smooth. That's amazing. Oh, is that Carissa? Carissa, go for it. Yes. So I'm really going out of the box tonight. I'm not using a water bottle. Okay, this is a bowl, right? What's that? Yeah, see, we're grow- I'm growing in the Lord. Thank you for all your prayers, right? So, so if, 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 this, if this is the container, which would be, and then we'd say this is a word, right? So this, this, or this is the word and this is the thought. But the thought is, it, what it does, it is endeavoring to mold and shape and form you. Every thought will try to do this. So now pretend now this is you, okay? So you are a P with a, a P. There we go, right? Or it's, yeah, this is a Brussels sprout, right? No, so, so, so this is what a word will do. Have you ever had a thought that did this to you? Crushing just a crushing thought, and it does this to your emotions, right? Have you ever just been, you're, you're doing really good, have you ever noticed a thought, all of a sudden, it just, it just hits you, and it just, bam, and it leaves this mark. And some people walk around with this mark for the rest of their life. Or here's one, it molds and shapes and tears at you until... You have this, you feel like you walk around through life with this gigantic hole. And I, I'm just, nobody loves me. And I'm alone. And I, know, I don't see any way out. I'm dying. What's going to happen to my family? And this thought, if I keep saying this, it keeps, have you ever noticed that? This is what it does. So there is no thought that's minimal. No thought that's minimal. Thoughts from the enemy are destructive. And they're meant to steal and kill and destroy. They're meant for that. And Satan is playing for keeps. If you're born again tonight, he he doesn't have you. But he sure wants to use you. And he wants to walk around holding you up to the world. Showing the world how that this Jesus thing's not real. That's what he'll want to do. He doesn't really care about you. He's just a killer. Right? I mean, some of the evil that goes on in the world, we have no idea but he's a destroyer. He's a killer. So don't take anything. If there is a word, because see, this is what happens. In your mind, there's this thing called self-talk. They figure people are talking like 1,500 words a minute to themselves. So it's almost like you're stupid. You can't do this. You're stupid. You can't do this. You're stupid. And it's just what it is, it, it's an imagination. And then pretty soon, that's my identity. Or, I, you know, I'm a criminal. I have a, I have a uh, you know, I've been a convicted felon or whatever it is. And I just can't ever get past that. No, 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 no. In Christ, behold, he says, all things are new. And your past as a Christian will never affect your future. 
because he is the blesser. He is the God that opens doors that no man can shut. He's the one that makes a way where there's no way. So that's why when you feel like you're about, just you're out of it, I'm just weak, I'm tired, I can't do anything, that's when you rise up and go, wait a minute. The word says I'm, str- I'm to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So Father... I declare in the middle of what everybody else would see as weakness, I declare I'm strong. In the middle of what any, everybody who's looking at my life would see that I'm sick, I'm going to say, no, 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 I'm healed. Right? Why? Because God says that. And then when you believe that, and pretty soon you're like, wait a minute, no, Jesus, you redeemed me from the curse of the law, which includes sickness and disease, poverty and lack, spiritual death. So I stand here in the middle of my circumstance, I already have the victory. I'm already prosperous. I'm already, I've been healed 2,000 years ago. So now sickness, you have no legal right in my body. You've got to leave my body in Jesus' name. For it is written, it is written, poverty, lack, you've got to leave my life. The favor of the Lord that is upon you is greater than any criminal record. It's greater than your past. One thing that you see if you take an aerial view of the Bible is you can never tell where a person's going to end up based on where they started. You would have never known that Joseph who was, his brothers threw him in a pit. He was sold into slavery. He was put in prison. Literally, he went from prison to second in command of the most powerful nation of the day. You could have never figured that out, right? Daniel in the lion's den should have died before he hit the bottom. You would have never known he went from the lion's den to to the highest position in the greatest the greatest kingdom of the day, and, and, the, and the king made everybody serve Daniel's gods. And everybody who'd oppose, who opposed Daniel was completely wiped out like that. This is what I'm talking about here. God has a plan for your life. So we have to know that you and I are today what we've become but not what we have to be. See, I'm so excited that I am today what I've become. But I'm not staying here. I'm going to grow. I'm going to increase. God's going to make a way where there's no way. Right? And, and, And he will do that. So now turn in your Bibles to Proverbs 23, 7. Is this helping you tonight? I hope that you are getting so excited for who you are in your life because literally you can change your life by changing what thoughts you take and using your mouth to drive your life into Zoe life. You can drive yourself right out of poverty, right out of sickness, right out of everything into wholeness because of what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Proverbs 23, verse 7. The first half of this verse, we always just kind of quote it and go, 
But I want to really look at this because you'll see a truth. It says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Okay, so let's break this down. For as he. He would be all mankind. Right? Anybody. For as anybody thinks in his heart, so is he. So let's look at this word think, or in the King James, thinketh. This Hebrew word means to divide, to cut apart. This Hebrew word means to open as a gate. As a man divides, cuts apart, open as a gate. As he thinks in his heart. This word heart is a Hebrew noun that means the inner being, get this, with its thoughts, emotions, mind, and soul. So we understand as New Testament believers, with the revelation from the New Testament, it's not talking about our spirit, it's talking about our soulish realm. So as a man thinks in his mind, in his mind, will, and emotions, in his soul, so is he. So you are what you think. And that word think means to open as a gate. See, Satan is running around seeking whom he may devour. He can't open your gate. Only you can open the gate. You choose. You're the gatekeeper. And how you open the gate is by taking his thoughts. So we're not going to do that anymore. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be moved by what I feel. I'm not going to be moved by these emotions that are just, you know, going crazy. I'm going I'm to tell them to straighten out. I'm going to tell the spirit of fear to leave. I'm going to bind Satan because whatever I bind on earth will be bound in heaven. I'm going to believe God for what he said. Father, your favor crowns me as with a shield. So I have favor. I'm going over. I'm not going under. Does that make sense? This is huge. Hallelujah. You are the gatekeeper. You, the man on the inside, is the gatekeeper. That's why we live out of our spirit. Young's literal translation says, for as he hath, past tense, thought in his soul, so is he, present tense. In other words, how you have thought is why you are where you are. So if you want to change where you are, don't beat yourself up for where you are. Just decide tonight, I'm, I'm going someplace else. And all of a sudden, how do you do that? You start thinking God's thoughts. How do you do that? You take his words and you meditate in them day and night. And then what happens, it's Psalm 119, verse 105. I take his thought, right? And it's in the midst of my heart. And I meditate in it. Father, I thank you that I will not die, but I will live and declare the works of the Lord. Father, I thank you that I can do all things 
through Christ, which strengthens me. And as I say that and meditate in that, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit does this. The entrance or the opening of his word brings light. And now all of a sudden, when this word is open on the inside of me, he's speaking to me, right? And what, what happens when I hear the voice of God? Faith comes which causes me to have the ability to lay hold of every blessing that God has provided for me in Christ. It's how it works. The literal translation of this verse, for as he thinks within himself, so is he. Notice, can you put the whole scripture up there? Proverbs 23, 7, put it back up. Let's look at the last half of this. Because there's one part, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee but his heart is not with you. In other words, this man that it's talking about is what he thinks, not what he says. So you gotta be real careful. Right? Your behavior, the quality of your life, all of this, are going to be a product of how you think or what you think on the most. Hallelujah. This is, this is how we live as Christians. We fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the initiator. He's the developer of my faith. He's the lover of my soul. He's my healer. He's the one who's going to get me from where I am right into the center of his will. He's going to be the one that takes and renovates my mind. He's the word. The word renovates my mind. He's everything. Don't make your walk with God all about you. Make it all about him. His mercy is greater than your disobedience. The future that he has for you and the presence, the present time that he has for you is greater than anything in your past. So know that tonight, amen? Boy, we're gonna have, you know, I only got to like page three, so we're gonna have to probably talk about this next week. But praise God, our thought life. And we're gonna help each other, aren't we? Not by telling each other what to do, but by praying for each other loving each other, coming to church with the supply. Do you feel the supply tonight? It's wonderful here. Man, it's just, see, we get around people of like faith. This is why, you know, when our church services dismiss here at Faith Family, we don't, we don't scatter like mice, man. We, we, we hang around. We talk. Now tonight, if you got to go, we understand that. But, you know... Uh, I mean, we go a little faster now because we're not all hugging each other as much. But the hugs will be back, okay? They will be back, amen. Amen. And I gotta tell you, we're not decreasing because of this environment. We are increasing. The church is awakening. A revival is here. Our future is bright. And we're not moved by anything a defeated enemy can do because the greater one lives on the inside of us. Amen.